0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Coors Light. what's good nba fans and Dgens? dan titus here with the nba gambling podcast hosted by the sports gambling podcast network and i'm joined by the man you know him well the sports nerd munaf manji munaf what's good bro how are you feeling on this wednesday night doing
1: well man uh we had two series that ended tonight uh got my butt handed to me in that new york game tonight but uh We'll get into those. I think we could recap those. But other than that, man, it, it's been okay. You know, we at, we're getting close to round twos here, and uh, I'm excited, man. I'm glad to be here with you tonight. Likewise, man. I'm I'm hyped. The Sixers moved on to the
0: second round despite the torn meniscus of Joel Embiid. So happy to get the Wizards out the way. We can look forward to that, uh, to the next round. Looks like it's going to be the Hawks. The Knicks disappointed, man. So we'll get into that and more. So today, just to kind of go over what we're going to talk about on today's show, We're going to run down today's, a brief overview of what happened tonight, give our instant feedback from the games that are, that have already passed and the games that are going on right now. And then we'll look ahead to the two games that are featured on Thursday between the Portland Trailblazers and the Nuggets, as well as the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers. So, Munaf, let's get your instant reactions, man. Let's start with the Sixers game, since that one happened first, uh, even though they did kind of run concurrently. I want to get your thoughts on the new look Sixers, what they're probably more used to playing uh, without Embiid than with him. So is this team battle tested enough to get by what looks like to be the Hawks?
1: Yeah, I think it was uh real key. It's re- when the, during the season, when uh, Embiid missed that time, uh, I think Doc Rivers made some great adjustments and they really, like you just mentioned that they made, they may do without having Joel Embiid in the lineup. So there was plenty of experience on what to expect without being there with Embiid. And you take a look at tonight, I think that the one guy that really needed to step up was Tobias Harris, and he did that, right? So, you know, 37 minutes for him, he dropped 28 points efficient from the field, 9 of 17. But the bigger story was the son-in-law of Doc Rivers, uh, Seth Curry, man, 30 points tonight. I think it was a great all-around effort from the entire Sixers team tonight. It was, it was going to take a team effort tonight, and they got it done. I think, believe they had six guys in double figures, um, you know, they took care of business, but they really hogged down on defense in that uh, second half. They only gave up 49 points to the, um, to the, uh, the wizards. wizards there. So, you know, that, that, that I think that's, a, that's something incredible to see that they were able to hold out on defense. And I, I'm glad that they got it done tonight because if they were to have a play a game six, not knowing if, uh, Embiid was going to play, I think that gives them enough extra time to him to, you know, get some more therapy, some rest before they kick off their series against the Atlanta Hawks. You said it
0: best, man. I think Sixers needed to take care of business right here because with Embiid's partial torn meniscus, he's had this injury before. I believe the last time he had it was in 2017. He did play on it for a time, but I mean, he's pretty much glass at this point. They're going to need as much time off as possible so that they can get him back potentially for... I mean, I'm not not thinking he's going to come back until it's like their back is against the wall and facing elimination or potentially the Eastern Conference Finals. So... Yeah, just my instant thoughts on the game, man. I uh, want to tip my hat to Tyrese Maxey, the rookie. Yeah, the kid has ascended up the depth chart, and it seems like I was trying to get, uh I was screaming from the mountaintops to get Maxey more time later in the season. But it finally seems like Doc Rivers has come around, and he's passed Shake Milton on the depth chart, and uh, he's yep. looking, he's looked great, impacting the game on both sides of the floor. Dwight Howard did his thing, like he's he's. He was serviceable. That's all we need him to be at, at at center. But I think we saw a more aggressive Ben Simmons. He got a triple double today. He was more. He was pushing the tempo. Definitely getting better shots closer to the rim. And then you got Tobias yeah. Harris, who I think is, as you your, to your point, he's the guy that's really going to have to step up the most. And you know we're not going to get thirty points out of Seth Curry every night, but we'll certainly take it. So that was a career high for him. Played a great game all around for the Sixers. They definitely came out, wanted to get that win, get that extra time. Uh, to rest before they pay, they play the Atlanta Hawks. So speaking of the Atlanta Hawks, let's get into that game. What were your thoughts, man? Like I think we both picked the Knicks initially to take this series. Definitely yeah. didn't go that way. It seems like the Tibbs factor of playing his his guys heavy minutes they ran out of steam. Uh, I think this just plainly put, man. They just didn't have enough energy. Usually it's them that's pushing the defensive effort as well as the hustle stats. And it just seemed like they just ran out of gas.
1: Yeah, I think that um, number one, Derek Rose ran out of gas for sure because they inserted him into the uh, starting lineup. I think it was after game two, he started that second half. And ever since then, he started every single game since then for the New York Knicks. And I believe, you know, you could kind of tell that, His legs just weren't there for him tonight. Uh, Julius Randle, again, 8 of 21 from the field, 23 points. Uh, He did a tremendous job rebounding this series. But other than that, uh, offensively, they just didn't have enough, man, for for them to keep up with the Atlanta Hawks. And, again, they didn't have an answer for Trey Young. You know, he dropped 36 tonight, but it wasn't an efficient shooting night for him. 10 of 28, 3 of 11 from three-point land. He got to the free throw line 15 times, knocked down 13. Um, But again, you know, some of their other guys really stepped up. John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Bogdanovich has been big all series long, even though he, you know, he had a bad shooting night. I think the key for the Atlanta Hawks was knowing that they would be okay. Knowing that if they had a bad shooting night, they would be okay because the New York Knicks just didn't have the shooters and the offensive capabilities for this team to, you know, for for the Knicks to beat this Atlanta Hawks team. I said this on on this morning with Zach or it was the previous night was that for the Knicks was going to have to be holding the Atlanta Hawks to 100, 305 points. They held them to 103 tonight, but again, the offense just didn't show up for them. So, um, you know, I think they have some, you know, uh, things to do in in the offseason, creating shooters and playmakers, but I think this was a successful season definitely for the New York Knicks and definitely not something to hang their hats about.
0: Yeah, and the the Knicks, to your point, man, the Knicks shot 37.8% from the field today. They knocked down 12 threes, but they had 30 attempts, man. They just weren't hitting them. And uh, yeah, uh, you got to tip the hat to the Atlanta Hawks, man. They had a consistent series. Um, They had no answer for Trey Young, even though he shot poorly from the field. He still gets a bucket whenever he feels like it. So, you know, Bogdan didn't even have that great of a game. I think we've seen DeAndre Hunter come, come to life after his, injury-riddled end of the season. Uh, I think he's a great fit for them right now. They're they're just firing on all cylinders, man. And, you know, this is really a testament to Nate McMillan's preparation. Um, Tibbs hasn't really won yeah. much in the playoffs himself either, but I think this is the monkey that, you know, Nate McMillan need to get off of his back, saying that he can't really win a playoff series. And Atlanta walked all over him, man. Like, this wasn't really even close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a good matchup, though. I'm excited to see, you know, I think that both... Second round series are going to be very entertaining basketball between the Bucks and the Nets and the Philly Sixers and uh, the Atlanta Hawks. So, yeah, great basketball to come yeah. for sure. So we're going to take a quick break here from a sponsor, and then we'll get into tomorrow's games. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply, but get the details over at wynnbet.com and download the app today. All right. So the best games that we got on the slate tomorrow, man, uh, we don't know if, if, uh, oh, we'll get to that game. Secondly, let's go with Denver and Portland first. Um, Denver is up three, two. And after a, after a two overtime thriller that saw, Damian Lillard dropped 55. Crazy, like what he hit 12 threes. The man was yeah. unconscious. Um, are you expecting Portland to bring it at home here? You know, that the home team has has proven successful in each of these matchups here. So is this a get back game for Portland here? Um, currently seeing the Portland is five-point favorites at home tomorrow night with a game total of two twenty-seven and a half. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is pretty much two game sevens now for Portland, right? Because their backs are against the wall, facing elimination. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Lillard's performance uh, the last time, man. What did you think before I get to the game? Absolutely
0: astounding, man. Like I, he just continues to impress, man. Like uh, I think I said it on a on a separate show, but like he's going to go down as one of the best playoff performers in history. Because like this guy is not scared of a moment, and it's it's unreal how much talent they put around him, and yet still he's still being the one that's forced to keep them in the game, remain competitive. Like he forced overtime, hitting crazy, ridiculous, off balance step back threes. His game is just, and he dropped ten assists too. Like the only person to drop fifty five and ten dimes, he's just on another level, man. And it's. It's great to see that he continues to get to, this, to the playoff stage to be able to showcase his talent. I'm just wondering what's next because I don't think this Portland team is going to be good enough, even if they get past Denver, to get too much further into the playoffs. And you got to wonder, like, is Dame just kind of wasting away in Portland uh, trying to bring a title home for w- when he doesn't really have the people around him to really take it to
1: the next level? Um, it's pretty much Lillard versus the world at this point. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this this morning with Zach, and, you know, I, it's almost like I'm not surprised to see him do the things that he's doing, right? And I was watching the game last night, and uh, uh, in the first, or before they got into the first overtime, they were down by three. I was like, Lillard's going to tie this up. We're going to overtime. Uh, and I told my wife that. I was like, watch. And he did it. And then he got, we took out to the second uh, overtime, or into the first overtime. And I'll be honest, I, I told told this to Zach this morning. Is I think when Austin Rivers hit that three corner three pointer, I think they got it by eight or nine points. I turned the TV off. I was like, "This is over." Uh, <laughs> and ch- check the Slack channel and Twitter. Um, he tied it up again, and I turned it back on. But I, I think the concerning part again this morning I, I mentioned this to Zach was the everybody outside of Damian Lillard was were one of nineteen from regular end of regulation to overtime. That's not going to get it done. So fast forwarding to Game Six. I think this is a game where your role players or your second stars are going to have to step up to hate Damian Lillard because I don't I don't want to say he's not going to drop another 50-piece, but we know he's capable of doing that. But C.J. McCollum, Norman Powell, these other guys are going to have to step up if they're going to force a game seven. I think they will. Um, I think the books are expecting that this is going to get to game seven You know, with a huge line swing of – them being a one point or one and a half point underdog in Denver now shifting six about well, six points to Portland, I think we'll see the repeat of what happened in Game Four. They'll take care of business and we're gonna get a Game Seven between these two teams. But look out for the role players to really step up tomorrow night for the uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. And I'll be I'll, I'll be watching Norman Powell's points props come out and what CJ comes out because I, I'm expecting big games out of those two guys. Yeah, man,
0: teasing my prop shop already. Um, <laughs> definitely gonna have one from from that squad, and, and specifically one of those two players that you just mentioned. I think this one's gonna go seven as well. Um, five point favorites. I'm comfortable with Portland yep. covering that on in, a, in their home turf. Man, I, I think that it's gonna ride. They're gonna ride Damian Lillard here. Um, that was a, a heartbreaking loss. I think that we saw him at the press conference. You know, he he clearly looked like that was a game that they still that they kind of got that game. Uh, taken from them yeah uh, we saw that that last play I think it was a controversial call though the home court refs they were pretty pretty confident that it was out of bounds on 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 Portland but I, I thought that Jokic actually did touch the ball so they should yeah. have had at least one more possession there but for sure you know they, they let the game go before that when CJ McCollum stepped out of bounds and that's a guy I'm really expecting to step up man he hasn't shot well this entire series yeah this is where it's going to be a huge time for him to 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 come to put his game together but on the on the Denver side here, I mean, what optimism do you have in Denver, actually closing the book here? Do you think that there's a chance that they come out firing and actually have a and actually take the series here? I don't see it personally. I think yeah. that uh, you know, Jokic had an amazing game 30, 38 points, eleven. What do you have?
1: Eleven rebounds and like it was eleven assists. Yeah, he, he had uh, big assist numbers. For for Denver, it's like okay, if we lose Game Six we're going back home for game seven. So I like I said this this morning for, I think the Phoenix Suns are in the same situation tomorrow night. we we'll right. the game in a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're up three games to two. So I don't want to say the, the, the margin for error is a little thicker, maybe if that makes sense, but at the same time, you want to take care of business in game six and not have to face a game seven, because we know in game seven, Damian Lillard's going to come out and do whatever right. he has to do to carry Portland to a victory. But um. I'm not, I agree with you uh, that I'm not optimistic that Denver gets it done tomorrow night, because both of us agree that this is going to go seven. I think we both have Portland in seven.
0: I think the key thing.
1: Yeah. The the key thing to um, really keep in mind or look at is in the three wins against uh, Portland in this series, Jokic has had five or more assists. So if he's going to facilitate the offense and, and be that playmaker, uh, and if he gets above five assists or he gets again 10 assists like he had last night, Denver has a great shot at winning this game. But if they're going to, I think the one thing that they're going to have to do is they're really going to have to challenge him on defense and be physical with him on offense. And I think if they do, right. do those two things, they did that in game four, they got the victory right. by 20. I think if they do that, they'll, we'll see a game seven, uh, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday, but uh, I like Portland tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. I think when, when Den uh, Portland is at their best, when they're attacking Jokic, um, on the defensive end, um, keeping him active and making him work a little bit more, yeah. uh, while also, you know, getting the ball out of his hands. Um, yeah, it's all great points there. And, uh, Oh, that's what I was going to mention two twenty-seven and a half and a half game total. I'm going over here. Um, <laughs> and I'm not banking on another two overtimes, but I think both teams have shown that either they don't play that much defense in terms of, they're going to not get buckets either way. So I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards this whole series has just been straight buckets. So I don't see this yeah.
1: stopping here in game six. Yeah. hundred percent agree. It's the same thing as the Memphis and Utah series. Every single game has gone over. We're at halftime right now in that game. And it's 75 51, 126 points in the first half. So, Again, the uh, I think they're going to have tired legs from the double overtime game, so I think that'll show up more on the defensive end. But you know, like I said, look for some of these uh, uh these role players for the Portland to really step up, and I really kind of do like uh, Portland team total tomorrow night. Also for this game, I dig it. I dig it. So let's go
0: to the next game. Do we see AD on the court first off? What are you What are you hearing about AD? I think he's going. Uh, the last I read, he's going to give it a go. Yeah. Um, but he's still listed as questionable. Do you think he's going to show up? And then also, what do you think the end result of this series is going to be? Does Does Phoenix end it, or are we going to see a game seven?
1: Like, yeah, I mean, everything is. What, we're, what are What are we going to get from AD? Right, even if he does go, how effective is he going to be? Right, and is he going? Is he, He's going to get that physical contact from from the Phoenix Suns players, and how effective is he going to be? Whether he's going to make his jump shots. Um, is he going to be able to finish around the rim? How effective is it going to be? It's going to be my biggest question. I think we'll find that out early on. I think going back to game six, you have to give the Phoenix Suns a lot of credit for just coming out and just putting their foot on the throat of the LA Lakers, because we were all expecting LeBron to have a worldly godly effort, dropping like 40 points and 11 rebounds and 10 assists. It just didn't happen. And we saw that he left five minutes before the game ended and, you know, Frank Vogel was making excuses that he was getting his treatment started early, but whatever. Um, I think it's I think it's over tomorrow night. I think Phoenix, you know, gets it done tomorrow. Um, it's 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 seeming like that there's something wrong offensively with this team because there's a significant drop off from LeBron and AD to their next best player. Dennis Schroeder had an atrocious game in Game uh, Five. I think he was like O of seven or O of nine. Zero points. Um, he's gonna have to step up and really be that guy if they're gonna force Game Seven. Because I'm not expecting much out of Anthony Davis. It might just be that he's a presence on the court for this team. But I mean, I think it's over tomorrow night. I'm taking Phoenix to take care of business against the Lakers in LA tomorrow night and send uh, LeBron and company home. Shouts to
0: McKee, man. McKee yeah, is the so- uh, the
1: resident the resident Phoenix
0: Suns fan, and I rode with him. I picked Phoenix in six. ZB, this is all coming down to you, man. I know you had faith <laughs> in uh, that's not your squad, but now this is the only squad you have left. Now the Knicks are out. So this is this is the make or break moment for you, bud. Um, but no, I, I think uh, I misspoke earlier. It's uh, Phoenix is traveling to LA. Yeah. But all the while, I, I think Phoenix is going to get it done here. Just something that was a really glaring difference of LeBron James that I saw is like, this is the lowest He has career lows in the playoffs this year. 22 points per game is by far the lowest of his career. Even the 6.8 rebounds is is the lowest that he's ever had in a playoff series. Um, The only thing that's really maintaining is his assists. But other than that, man, he's also shooting 49% from the field which isn't that bad. I mean, this is like the third, probably third or fourth. uh, It's in the middle middle of the pack for him in terms of his career, but he's just really not being that aggressive on offense, right? Like he took 19 shots last game, 21 the game before that, but he's not taking control of the game. And I mean, the Suns got out to a a pretty sizable lead in two of these games that they've played. And without AD there, man, it's like, he's missing, they're missing a piece. And to your point about Schroeder, he hasn't been as advertised. He he had a horrible game last game. Kuzma hasn't really been stepping up. You know, Marcus All played a decent game, but like, I don't know. This isn't yeah. a, this isn't a, a Lakers team that's going to get past the second best team in the league and one of the better teams at, at home uh, this season. And I think we finally saw Chris Paul. It seems like he's shaken this shoulder injury a little bit. He did get some treatment uh, in, in the middle of last game, but he returned. Yeah, I, I still think that this Phoenix team is is way too dangerous, and the Lakers just don't have enough to get past them for to force a game seven I And mean, if they do force a game seven i mean it's gonna take i don't know what they're gonna have to do some mr miyagi treatment in the back for ad <laughs> man because they're, they're gonna need a miracle there
1: yeah and man i i don't know there's uh when i made the prediction that, or you know before this season start or sort of the playoff start us said lakers are going home so it's me you and mckee against uh uh, uh zach there so uh, hopefully they get it done tomorrow night, and you know we'll 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 hear the excuses of AD <laughs> didn't play in Game yeah. Five, and LeBron right. has a nagging ankle in, ankle injury, and there's not much to this roster after LeBron and AD. But when you still have, I think two of the best, two of the five best players on in the entire NBA on your roster. I think that you expected a lot more from the LA Lakers team. So, I mean, we already saw the excuses started after they won the championship that they wanted the season to start a little later. You know, LeBron came out and said the bubble or the, sorry, the playing tournament was a stupid idea. And then we have the injuries to them, but whatever, man. Uh, let, let's, let's hope Phoenix still wraps it up tomorrow. So I don't want to see LeBron on my screen anymore.
0: Facts on facts on facts. Um, so what do you so the game total? Obviously, we're both picking Phoenix here. Yep. The line opened at minus three to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's now gone to two points. Do you think that there's a chance that the momentum swings to Phoenix,
1: or do you think it's gonna probably stay around this two points uh to the Lakers? I, I think this line will probably settle right where it is when we get to game time tomorrow. Maybe it may be half a point to the Lakers at minus two and a half, thinking maybe the public think that. You know the Lakers are at home. They're in a must-win situation. LeBron James are going to win, but right? Um, NAD. NAD. If AD NAD decides. decides, yeah. But again, yeah. like we think that we don't know how effective he's going to be. I think, right. uh, you know, we're on Phoenix both of them, but I think you got to continue riding the under in this game. There's no way. I think this this total has really not moved. I mean, we're taking a look at some of these final scores, and it almost seems like the team that scores 100 points first is going to win the game. Yeah. Whoever gets hundred yeah. first, and I, and I think that that's just going to come down to, it. I think we're going to see a great defensive effort again from both of these teams. Um, and it's going to be a great game. And like we said, hopefully Phoenix pulls it out. So I might, you know, if you're feeling frisky, you might want to parlay the Phoenix Suns with the under. And, and I think the under is the one leg that you want to do in your parlays. If you do like the same game parlay, whether it's Lakers in the under or the Phoenix Suns in the under, because I don't see this game is going to get over. I, I see the same
0: thing, bro. I, I'm with you there. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into a couple of plays we like for the prop shop. And then we'll, uh, yeah, have some final thoughts on Thursday slate. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for a core's Light. It's made to chill. So you know, I obviously cop my course light tonight after the Sixers just closed out the Wizards 4-1. to We're on to the second round and a little bit more of the drama. You know, uh, we're going to hopefully get Joel and B back sooner or later. But I really need to chill after being up 3-0, losing our best player. So now is just a nice time to chill and refresh and Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect moment to unwind. So make sure you go to Coors Light. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in this new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. All right, the prop shop is back, and Munaf, I'll start off today just because you, you teased one of my, my uh, selections earlier, so I'm just going to touch on it right now. CJ McCollum, I'm expecting something more out of him in game six. Going to need him to step up, and I think he's going to do it. I'm going to play his points rebound and assist line. I currently see it at 30 and a half. And okay. He's actually hit this in his last 3 games and I really like what he's been doing on the um in the assists and rebounding column. Dude's had at least 12 rebounds and assists in his last 3 games. So he had 12 in 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 game 3,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh 12 in game 4 and then 14 in game 5. So I think this is going to be pretty comfortable. I think, you know, we could see CJ has been averaging close to 20, around 20 points per game in this series. So couple that with the 12 that he's been averaging on his rebounds and assists in the last three, this should be a pretty easy over assuming that he shoots lights out. He's been knocking down threes, at least two um, in every one of his contests, this in this series. So uh, give me CJ McCollum over 30 and a
1: half points, rebounds and assists. Who do you got for yours? Um I'm surprised to see this number right now on Damian Lillard's assist. I'm gonna take the over eight and a half on Damian Lillard's assist for tomorrow night. Uh through the five games so far, he's hit double digits in four out of the five. Um, just a one game in game four. He only had five. But I think that Damian Lillard can score at will. I think he'll do try to do a better job of trying to get his teammates involved, maybe early and often, you know, get McCullum going, get Norman Powell going. Um, get Nurkic going inside, maybe to try to get uh, uh, Jokic in foul trouble. So uh, I, I think that um, at eight and a half is really conservative for Damian Lillard. You know, we know what he's capable of. So that's my first play for tomorrow night. Damian Lillard over eight and a half assists. I like it.
0: Do you have any other ones from this game, or do you want to kick it to the Phoenix and Lakers contest? Uh, Let me see here. I know you mentioned Um, Norman Powell
1: um, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Like in any of his his trade lines or points. Yeah. 17 and a half. I think he'll come out and shoot. Let me take a look at it. Yeah. I mean, if you're seeing a one and a half right now for his three point, I mean, it's juiced to minus 167, but I'm going to lock that in right now. Uh, (laughs) Win's a win, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you only pay juice when you lose, right? So I'll I'll lock lock that in right now. Uh, Norman Powell, over one and a half, three-point shots made tomorrow night. I think he should shoot better uh, and help Damon Lillard out tomorrow night. So that'll be my second prop for this game. I like that. And I'm going to
0: go, I'm going to switch to, let's see here. Yeah, I'm going to switch gears a bit. I'm going to go to the other game. Okay. Now I'm going to rock with under LeBron James, 49 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Bold, 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 but I'm going to play this assuming that Anthony Davis is going to play. If he doesn't play, I'm thinking we could see, you know, with his back against the wall, a more active LeBron James. But if AD suits up, I think we've seen when he's played in the game, he becomes the focal point of the offense. And even if he's not 100%, um, that's just one other person that LeBron James can actually actually trust to seed touches and usage to. Um, yeah. So if if LeBron is not the the main guy on the court, I'm gonna take the under on 49 and a half points, rebounds,
1: and assists. And it makes sense too, right? Because we saw that number at 45 and a half on uh game game five, and he got nowhere close to it. I know obviously it was a 30-point blowout, and he didn't play much in the second half, but like you just said that if he's not going to be playing or if ad is going to be playing tomorrow night that his his numbers will come down a little bit and i and i i do agree with that play because i think that's an over adjustment that everybody's right the books are assuming that lebron's just going to have a big game in game six and will this game uh get this series to game seven uh staying with this series um let's see here man uh I like DeAndre Ayton's rebounding prop for tomorrow night. It is a little, it's at 11 and a half at minus 123, but he's been grabbing the boards, man. I mean, Lionel last game, he only had seven, but he didn't play that many minutes because right. it was a blowout. Again, a lot of their starts didn't play in that fourth quarter. He's averaging, I believe, close to, let's see here, uh, against the Lakers. He's had 17 in game four 11 in game sorry game 517 game 4 11 10 and 16 so i think this is a guy that's been dominated and really inside and if we don't know how effective again we're going back to saying beating on the drum of how effective anthony davis is going to be so you know when there's such a low total we're expecting a lot of missed shots so the rebounding opportunities are going to be there for deandre aiden so i'll be that'll be the first one for this game is deandre aiden over 11 and a half rebounds
0: yeah, I love where you're going with that. And um, I'm going to kick it to DeAndre Ayton as well, man. I'm buying his uh, points line currently at 14 and a half. And, you know, the first three games, he was averaging 21 and a half points is in game five, uh, game four. He only had 14 points in 38 minutes, but that was the, one, the game that he beasted and had 17 rebounds. Um, Last game, obviously, because of the blowout, he didn't play that many minutes, only played 27. But I think that the fact that this is a closeout potential game, I think we're going to see DeAndre Ayton get busy and active. Um, I like him getting over 14 and a half points. And I see that at FanDuel for minus 118. So pretty good odds there. Um, And something achievable for a guy that's already proven capable of doing that, uh, being that he's done it three times already in the series. And minus a blowout, could have easily been on the path to it as well. So I'm yeah. riding with DeAndre Ayton, just the same.
1: Um, Not much else I like. Let me see. You know, Devin Booker hasn't really performed well in the two road games in Staples Center. Um, right. I was looking at his over on his points, but I don't like it at that big of a number at 27 and a half. Um, I think that's it, man. I, I don't see much else I like. I don't want to force plays on our listeners and not have the – proper handicap it, so right right if i do like anything else i'll get it posted on my twitter but uh i, I think the only one i'm riding with right now is going to be deandre and over that 11 and a half uh, boards
0: feel that yeah and it's it's tough man there's only two games on the slate man so yeah it's so gonna, gonna get way more way more active once we you know get a little bit more um a little bit more games on the slate here yep. but just a quick update before we take off utah has it has this series pretty much well in hand they're up 78 51 on Memphis going into the third quarter yep. and then we have a no surprise here we have a battle between the Dallas Mavericks and Clippers midway oh, approaching midway in the second quarter 37 36 so expecting that series to still go seven I got the clips in seven, uh, Utah I had them winning in, in in six I believe so it looks like they'll take yep. care of that. Um, what are your thoughts, I guess real quick? What are your thoughts on the Dallas and Clippers series? Who do you have going there? <laughs> I think
1: the first team to win a home game is gonna <laughs> win the series. I mean, we saw the first two games, uh, Luca and Dallas came out to care of business in the first uh, first two games in LA and then obviously the Clippers even did up back up in uh, Dallas. but um I, I think the Clippers uh, are gonna take the series. Um, I think if they win it tonight, I think they'll go ahead and wrap it up in Dallas, uh, whether yeah. it's Friday or Saturday. Um, you know Luca has has been playing really well for uh, the Dallas Mavericks tonight you know we talked about his injury that he has that nerve pain with the, in the neck but um one of these LA teams has to advance right can you imagine two of the both of the LA teams getting bounced on the first round uh, that, that would, would, would be, be epic right epic <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm really curious to see if the Clippers get out of this first round how well they do in the in the second round whether i think they go up against uh, it'll be utah correct because they're the four yes. five mm-hmm. yeah so i think that'll be an intriguing series i think all of the series the second round series are really going to be intriguing um you know we already talked about in the east with brooklyn and milwaukee i'm sure you me and Zach will get to that preview later in this weekend oh yeah um i'm excited man i think that like like you know go back to your question i think clippers will take care of business uh, Utah looks like, like you said, they're well on the way to a victory and advancing to take on the winner of this series. And then we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with Phoenix and uh, LA. I think all these first round matchups um, have all been uh, intriguing. They're all going like six six or seven games at minimum right. for the Utah and Memphis one. But uh I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting it up with you and Zach as we get deeper into these playoffs. For sure. And on
0: that, just want to I'd be remiss if I didn't mention news came out today that Mike Krzyzewski is going to be retiring yep. from coaching at the end of this season. I hate Duke. Shout <laughs> to Kramer. We're Hokies here, so we really don't give a shit. You but, go. you know, for basketball worlds and basketball minds, like can't state how much uh, Coach K has meant to the game and yep. the development of players, especially the U.S. team. Uh, getting us several gold medals after we were a disaster with Larry Brown uh, six another Sixers coach. Damn, why do you got to go <laughs> mess up? But anyway, uh, so yeah, Mike Krzyzewski, great career coached a lot of great NBA players. And it looks like John Shire, another dookie is going to be taking over there. Yeah. Um, so at least I can continue to boo them relentlessly <laughs> every time they touch the court. But with that, We'll catch y'all next next uh show. Make sure you check in with McKee tomorrow, um, or excuse me, on Friday, where he'll be uh touching on all the the latest games that are going to be heading up, heading into the weekend. And then uh yeah, we'll catch you next week. All right, D we'll holler at you. Peace.